according to my Zoom feed, it says that we are live on YouTube. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 92 of Divi Chat. Today, we're going to talk about how to grow your e-commerce audience, but this is going to be applicable to just about any website. I think you can take any of these things and it'll it'll cross over to, um, you know, any type of website, no matter what kind you got. You got a blog, you got a brochure website. Well, not not a brochure website. <laughs> hey, SJ's in the house. All right. Before we get started on today's topic, let's go ahead and let everybody introduce themselves, starting with ladies first, Miss Tammy Grant. Hello, everyone. I'm Tammy Grant. I'm from Orlando, Florida, uh, the All Sunflower Creatives and the new marketplace, the coaching marketplace that is catered to coaching professionals and also users. I can be found on uh, Twitter at your blog place. Fantastic. Well, we're super glad you're here, Tammy. Who wants to go first, Corey or Tim? Let's let Tim go. Go, Tim. Hey everyone, Tim Streifler here, and uh, am, I am broadcasting from the Austin, Texas area, and you can find me online at timstreifler.com, divilife.com, wpgears.com, and divi.chat. Boom! Time. Tim is all over the internet, folks. He's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> those, are the, those are the only the ones that are related to Divi Chat, <laughs> or uh, to Divi, a whole nother set of websites for other audiences. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear about that, Tim. <laughs> hey, Corey. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, Corey Jenkins here. Very happy to be here coming at you from Prescott, Arizona. Uh, you can find me at aspengrovestudios.com, divi.space, potentplugins.com, divi.chat, uh, <laughs> all kinds of places. I, I can't even remember all the all the companies anymore. I am de- I am determined to name more websites than both of you guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you do it. <laughs> well, my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP Gears. Super glad to be broadcasting for the final time in a very long time from my mobile office from the RV. Uh, I will be broadcasting from my studio audience next, starting next week. So, um, studio audience. Yeah. What's that? You said studio audience. Yeah, right. that, that, that too. My studio audience. It's been, it has Did been. Chat is recorded in front of a live studio audience. You know, that, that's good because all the canned laughter we put in here gets kind of cheesy after a while. So yeah. it, it has been a long day. So I uh, thank you for helping me. My team here that helps me keep me straight. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, obviously, uh, the four people on this panel tonight have a little bit of experience of growing uh, e-commerce audiences, and we're going to share some some of tips and tricks and tools of what we've done to um, grow our audiences over the last few years, and hopefully we can uh, give you guys some really, really good ideas and stuff. So, Tim, will you define audience for us first? <laughs> I'm just playing. Yes. <laughs> oh, you are playing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Studio audience. I'm just playing. Um, so there are many different ways that you can get traffic to your website, build an audience, and depending on what your goals are is going to kind of determine which route you're going to take. There's lots of things that we'll talk about today. There's content marketing strategies, which is blogging. 
Uh, there are free giveaways, which, you know, we all do. We all have layouts and, and freebies like that to um, build up an audience as well. So where do we want to start tackling this topic today? Maybe we, we start by talking about the importance of, of building an audience. Um, because, I mean, there's, there's companies out there that, um, I, and I feel like building an audience and building a brand are, are kind of um, at least connected, if not one in the same. Because there's there's companies out there that will, um, you know, they'll they'll do a bunch of paid ads driving traffic, and and you know they'll sell products whether it's a drop shipping business or, or whatever, but they're not really building a audience and a brand for the long term. It's kind of like these one off sales every single time, opposed to when you build an audience and a brand, people get to know you and and you've built up trust and credibility with them, and so uh, you basically have a. a loyal, uh, list followers that will, you know, potentially buy anything that you, you put out there. And so, um, I, I think that's a good place to start because, um, it's harder, much harder to build a brand and to build an audience. It takes longer. It's not a short-term play. You can't do it overnight. It takes time, you know, months and months, if not years. Um, but the, the, the benefits of it long-term are, um, amazing. Tim, I was zoned out. Can you repeat all of that, please? (laughs) (laughs) The importance of building an audience. (laughs) Uh, I I completely agree. I mean, I think uh, I would love to tell you that I'm a, 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 internet marketing genius and I and I set out when I decided to build websites with WordPress and Divi in particular that my goal was hey I'm going to build an audience I had in the back of my mind that it was something that um, I knew was important I didn't know how important it was going how much it was going to benefit me um, until you know a few years later when we got into the product side of things um, um, and I'm glad that I accidentally and Corey and I accidentally did what we did the way we did it, uh, because it has benefited us a, you know, greatly. And, and our experience is both twofold, you know, in building the audience and stuff where we uh, committed to a content marketing strategy, producing um, valuable, relevant content, tutorials, blog posts and stuff in our niche, which was Divi at the time, and also um, created quite a few free um, products to give away and um, allow, you know, to draw people over to our website and stuff. And that was really, really good. But but the biggest thing that we did was we started collecting email addresses immediately. And I didn't realize the value of that at the time. I just knew I wanted them. I'm glad we did it because it's uh, it, it's been really, really good good on the backside yeah i I, i'm gonna say like in retrospect david it it was kind of almost like uh dumb luck (laughs) you know that that we did things the way that we did you know because uh you know when we get started when we got started in the products uh you know that we put out we honestly didn't have a hundred percent idea like where we were going what we were doing but yeah we we knew that those email acquisitions uh growing an audience was going to be an important thing and you know, by releasing those free products, you start gaining people's trust. They start seeing the quality of the products that you're releasing, which at the time we thought were quality. We didn't know based on other people's uh, perceptions that they were, but we gained, uh, you know, the trust and, you know, just gain them as, as long-term customers. So 
it, it's super important, uh, you know, from the get go, no matter what business you're, you're starting online to start growing that list. You hear guys like John Lee Dumas, a bunch of other internet marketers talk about just how super important that is. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I had heard before, uh, starting Divi life and, um, kind of going down the path of, of creating Divi products, same kind of thing where people would say like the money's in the list, like you, you, know, you got to build that list, got to build that email list and, and all of that. And it's something I heard over and over again. Um, it was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Email list stuff. And then I started uh, creating some, some Divi products and, um, uh, launched Divi life and, um, you know, started building the email list slowly. It wasn't like a huge intention, but then I was, you know, doing blog posts with freebies and stuff. And so that would, uh, build the email list a lot quicker. Um, and yeah, when, when the, the experts and the guru guru say the money is in the list, like that is not a lie. Like if you have an e-commerce website, um, or an online business of, of any kind, like having an email list is, is key. It's, uh, you know, 10 times more important than having a big social media following. Uh, it's, you know, I, I would say it's even more important than, um, having a bit, a big ad budget, uh, because when you have that list, you can, um, you know, come back. To, it's like a well that you can come back to over and over again. Absolutely. So what are, uh, some of the things that we want to talk about that we help to, you know, we, we, you, you can do, or our audience can do to help grow their audience. And I don't know if it's us sharing our experience with what we did, uh, maybe even coupled with some ideas that can help them um, build their audience and stuff. So one of the ways that I helped my audience with Sunflower Child Things is that we did have a, a free child thing that we gave away. And instead of having like ads on Facebook, just advertising the company, we actually advertised the freebie instead. Something that um, would benefit your audience. It was a really great way for us to go to the audience. Also, too, I learned that you have to have something to continue. So if you grow your list, you need to have like a plan of how to communicate with them consistently so that you're not just sending out uh, email when you have a cell or something like that. So you want to open the door to communication. Absolutely. Yeah. N nurturing that audience is very, very important. Um, I like the idea of running the ads for user acquisition because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that can be a pretty inexpensive way to run ads on Facebook when you're, when you're giving uh, away free products and stuff that user acquisition cost is pretty low uh, compared to conversion ads where you're trying to sell something as opposed to mm -hmm. running an ad for a product or something. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Tim. The, the cost per click on a blog post tutorial, a, a freebie is dramatically or cost per conversion is dramatically cheaper uh, than when you're, you're trying to convert a, a paid ad. And, and something that I, that I say a lot, um, what I think relates to, to that concept is people love to buy, but they hate being sold to. And so um, it's like the second people see a paid ad and you're trying to push something on them, you know, they kind of pump the brakes and, you know, like, okay, well, is this legit? But, oh, it's free. You know, they, they're kind of, uh, you know, they're not as on high alert. And so they'll, they'll be willing to give their email in exchange for, for something for free, something of value that, that um, adds value to whatever they're trying to accomplish. And then, you know, through a series of, of, of email sequences, then you can convert them into a paid customer. And it's, um, it's kind of like the concept, um, 
you hear, uh, you know, you have to date them first before you ask them to marry you. Um, and I, I love that related to marketing because in marketing and sales is, uh, you know, you can't just go up to someone and ask them to marry you when you first meet them, you have to date them slowly, get to know them, take them out to dinner, give them, you know, some valuable stuff first. And just like with sales, you can't, uh, sell something, you know, a really expensive product right off the bat, you know, there's a, a sales cycle. And the same is true with marketing and building an audience is, um, you know, it's a, it's a process and, and people want to, um, get value first and they want to see that, you know, what you're talking about, you're credible, um, before they're, they're willing to, to pull out their wallet. And so, um, that's what I love kind of what, what Tammy was saying with the freebies is it's so much easier to do it that way. Um, you know, it's not, you're not going to get the sale right then, but you'll get the sale, you know, over the course of, you know, several weeks or months. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, there's a block and it's like, it's almost like counterintuitive, them, counterintuitive for them to pay for advertising for a free product, but you really have to get mm -hmm. past that and realize that the long-term value, you know, um, obviously if you're selling a product for like 300 bucks, it's a lot easier to, okay, I'm going to pump some Facebook ads out, pay for it. But, but those, even the free products, uh, you just have to, you know, get your guard down, put it out there and think of the long-term user acquisition. Um, so even, even though it's a free product, if somebody is signing up, they're on your site, they're on your email list, they're technically now a, a customer. So the easiest people, you know, to sell to are our customers or people that you've already sold to. So that's really drop, dropping their guard down for that time that you do release a premium product down the road. They're going to be more likely to to purchase at that time as opposed to just, you know, signing up, Hey, this product's coming three, three months from now. And when I send you the email, I, I want you to buy it. If they have something leading into it, a, a freebie or something like that, it, it's really going to help them uh, convert when, when it comes time for the premium product. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that I want to kind of ex expound on and take a little bit deeper, I don't remember if it was Tammy or Tim that talked about it. Um, I, I think it might've been both of you actually. Um, you know, nurturing that list is very important. And one thing that we did, and I think I love the recipe of, um, is we did do the free product giveaways for user acquisition. Absolutely. Everybody loves free. However, the nurturing that, that list, you know, giving them reasons to come back to your site over and over and over again is where I think the content marketing strategy is really, really important. So what we did early on, uh, Corey and I with Aspen Grove Studios was we committed to having a steady, consistent content marketing strategy, which I think coupled with our free giveaways was a massive game changer for us. So uh, when we released the Demo Zone, for example, which was a totally free platform to kind of come and learn Divi, and we gave away all the layouts that we put into the Demo Zone for nothing, um, they could download all of these things for free. And at the time, I think we got up to like 20 or 25 free, you know, now layouts are the big thing and stuff, but we did it a few years ago with the demo zone. And I think that that combination of the free giveaway plus the content marketing. So when you got them into your user, your email list, and then you started, you know, sending out your emails for your blog posts and stuff, and it was even more value to them, it just made them a really, really loyal, um, you know, user for your, for your brand and for your base and stuff. They didn't feel like, okay, 
they got me and now all they're wanting to do is sell to me and stuff. And I'll be honest with you. We send a very few sales emails a year, you know, um, compared to the amount of valuable content that's going out to them, usable content to them. That's basically free and stuff information for lack of a better term. And it has been a combination that has just been really, really, really successful. I think if you only do the, user acquisition on the free stuff, you're only going to get so far. But if you use the combination of the content and the free, it's really going to be powerful for you. Do we get to close? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Boom, drop the mic. Boom. <laughs> that, that was good. That was good. I wanted uh, to mention. Hello, ahead, can you all hear me? Uh, I wanted to mention that um, every once in a while we gave away a freebie without getting a sign up. Have you all ever tried that? Heck no. Get a lot of <laughs> actually, actually, <laughs> actually, David, actually, uh, SJ's um, jQuery generator, that free tool, there wasn't a, oh, yeah. uh, there yeah, wasn't a user acquisition. What, yeah, what, I liked. what the heck? <laughs> I know, I know. We're changing, we're changing that after this podcast. I, I mentioned that several times. <laughs> what I like to do is give away knowledge for free in a tutorial, you know, which has, uh, you know, free code or, you know, the, the steps of how to do something and then have some sort of freebie that takes them the next step. So this is called a, a content upgrade, basically. So they're getting something for free, no matter what, without having to put in a, an email address or anything like that. But then there's something else of value that will, you know, take them, you know, the extra mile or something. So one, one uh, um, email acquisition tool um, that I had is the, the promo bar generator. Um, it eventually led to creating the Divi bars plugin, but basically it was a, uh, a tutorial that showed people how to, um, uh, recreate the elegant themes promo bar that they had on their site. And then the code is free. The tutorial is free and they can customize the code um, if they want, but there was a generator that they could just pop in their own text, pop in their, their color uh, hexadecimal uh, color codes, um, type in their message, their link, whatever, and then hit generate, put in their email address. And then it, it sends them the, uh, the code that's customized for, for their, their website. And so it's free, like it's hundred percent free. Um, and then the, the first part is no email. And then the second part that kind of takes them that extra mile um, is what, where the email subscribe was. And that, that to this day still generates a, a lot of emails. Yeah. I, I, I think um, one of our most successful um, uh, lead acquisition tools long-term has been the, uh, the Divi demo zone. And, uh, you know, that's basically where, you know, people can sign up and they have access to, um, you know, to different Divi demos and they can get into the back end, see how they're built, see all the different settings and things like that. Um, at, you know, at, at first we had those layouts to where they could download the layouts uh, for free. We've since moved those into to our membership. So now people can still use the demo zone for free. They can sign up, they can learn all kinds of stuff about how, how to build uh, different things, uh, you know, using Parallax and different settings in Divi. And then if, if they sign up for membership, they can actually get those layouts, download the JSON files and upload them to their website. So that, that's kind of along the, along the same terms there. Yeah, for sure. I like that. I want to, I'm going to bring up some questions. John asked a um, really good question. He said, what are your favorite services or tools for customer nurturing drip campaigns? Once you've, 
built a pretty decent sized email list. And I think this is something that we can all kind of talk about. Um, I know what I think most of the people here on this panel um, use to do these things, but I'm not going to speak for them and I won't even speak for us first. I'll let Tammy or Tim go first. Why don't y'all tell us, you know, what's your favorite service or tools? I'm not sending out a lot of newsletters just yet, so I'm still on MailChimp, but I'm looking to change to a different program because I've maxed out. I'm I'm paying for MailChimp now, so I need to shop around and see what will be a better uh, tool to use for newsletters. (laughs) Tim Tim might try to talk in and not leave in MailChimp, Tammy. Oh, really? I've looked at a lot of different platforms and... um, I mean, I haven't tested out a lot of different platforms, but yeah, I just haven't found a reason to leave MailChimp. Um, and I mean, it is expensive. And I think looking at some of the other ones, um, I would save some money, but uh, like, cause for, yeah. So for example, MailChimp has a free plan. And then after that, like as you're growing your email list, like it's like, it levels up like every like thousand email addresses or something ridiculous to like, where like, like, oh, now I'm paying. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, I feel like every like month or so I'm getting an email from MailChimp saying that I'm, I'm going up to the next plan, the next plan. Cause they have like all these different, like little micro plans, you know, for this, this many emails to this many emails. And it's not even that many. Um, and so, but I, I'm able to do everything in MailChimp that I've ever wanted to do with um, e-commerce automations and sequencing and, and stuff like that. Um, and then also because MailChimp is the most popular platform out there, everything integrates with it. And so um, like, for example, easy digital downloads, uh, the only e-commerce integration that they have for EDD is, is MailChimp um, that, that, that will like update your list when a customer buys a new product and all of that. Um, And so they don't, there's other e-commerce integrations, but not, or I'm sorry, there's other email marketing integrations that EDD has, but they don't have the the e-commerce tracking and all of that. So yeah, I, I've, I really like uh, MailChimp and um, I'm a, I'm a loyal fan, but again, I haven't tested out everything else, um, but I'm able to do everything I want. A lot of times people think because MailChimp is the most popular and it starts off as free that it's not Mm -hmm. as powerful as some of the other ones, but I've never found that to be the case. Yeah, well, that's it, good to know. I'm, I might be tempted to stick around, but I was told about it spanking for paying. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I only have one kidney after selling it to uh, to Stan Mailchimp for a while, so we had to switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corey would have three kids right now, but he had to give one up. <laughs> well, I um, we t- we have we used Mailchimp probably for our first. I want to say. 10, 15,000 subscribers on our email list. And, and, and I know MailChimp has come a long way. They put out a lot of features and stuff since we moved away from them. Um, but MailChimp at the time when we moved away from them did not have the ability. What I didn't like about them was you had to really be on top of your MailChimp list. And I don't know if they've changed this or not, but if you had a user in more than one list, MailChimp counted the same user twice. So for us, for example, we had Divi Space, we had Aspen Grove Studios, and Tim, I know there's groups and stuff, but it, it shouldn't have to be that hard. MailChimp should say, oh, this one is, because every other email marketing yeah. platform out there. Yeah, a subscriber is, is a subscriber. 
is smart enough to know that, hey, this email's in multiple lists. We're only going to charge for it one time. So yeah. that's that's why we moved. Go ahead, Tim. Say something. No, no, no. That, that makes sense. <laughs> and, I, and I get that. I know for sure they won't. Like if you email like one email blast to multiple lists and the same subscribers on multiple lists, they're not going to get those emails twice. Um, but I understand what you're saying. That's stupid. They shouldn't make you pay for having that subscriber on two different lists. That's stupid. Uh, I, I only have one list. And so I, I have, but I, through segmenting and all of that is how I, you know, have different. And I, I realized for you guys having two web properties, you have to have two lists. And so um, three lists, three web properties. <laughs> four. <laughs> Wait, what's the fourth? <laughs> We're just messing with you. We, we can't. We can't tell you. We'd have to kill you. Forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's All right, that's mind, that. That is um, what the main reason why we moved away because it was very expensive and and we ended up paying, you know, quite a bit. So um, other platforms out there, we ended up deciding on GetResponse, and I don't know that GetResponse was the best one out there. Um, you know, we are very busy, and I just took the advice of friends that were already email marketing that had had knowledge of the different email marketing platforms. And, you know, I, I like to have somebody's brain I can pick that's using one. So I don't know if Infusionsoft would have been better or active campaign or constant contact, or there's so many out there, but having someone who was very close that I trusted, you know, that was using get response made it easy for me. And, you know, now that I know a little bit more about it, we've been using get response for probably well over a year now, and we have twice as many emails. Um, I feel like there's probably something out there that is better. Um, I do like the aspect of um, tagging, you know, doing the set listing list segmenting like Tim was referring to, um, tagging the audience, doing a lot of that stuff is, is really, really helpful. What I don't like about all the other email marketing platforms where MailChimp is kind of the winner um, is everybody in WordPress seems to build their products geared around MailChimp. So, um, you know, tagging, you know, we had to write quite a few custom plugins to for the ability to do custom tagging for our list because we want to do sp specific marketing, the different, you know, what they purchased, when they purchased, whatever it is. And that, that ability just wasn't in these platforms with, with EZD and WooCommerce and stuff. We had to write some custom code. So, um, yeah, definitely yeah like, like in gravity forms, for instance, I don't have the, you know, tags like tag yeah. availability for, um, for get response. So, um, some of that's a, a little bit of a setback, but, um, one tool to probably look at that. I, I, I wouldn't say go completely off the wall with your, uh, choice of, um, you know, a, uh, email, uh, client, try to choose something that's mainstream and, and somewhat popular. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be MailChimp, although it does have those, um, those pros like David was saying, but, but, you know, try to stick with something that's somewhat in the limelight and does have a lot of users. Um, otherwise you're going to have to be, you know, working on all kinds of different solutions. Um, but, uh, Zapier has a lot of different zaps and stuff like that available to connect different, uh, contact forms to email lists and, and different ways to do it. Maybe that don't require like full on custom, custom development. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, a lot of the WordPress community catches up to some of the other 
more um, robust uh, uh, email clients, you know, like get response and active campaign. Yeah. I was looking up and I think MailChimp has somewhere between like 45 and 60% of the market share. And so that's why everyone builds for it because that's, you know, the biggest um, platform, but because everyone's building for it, it's just making MailChimp become more and more popular. And then MailChimp has the free plan to get started. So, um, so yeah, it makes sense. I, I think, I feel like these days, all the big players out there. So uh, MailChimp, GetResponse, um, uh, ActiveCampaign, um, Infusionsoft, all of them have pretty similar features. And so I feel like you can't really go wrong. Like David, you said, you're not sure if, if GetResponse was the best one for you, but like it probably didn't make a difference between, you know, how much you've been able to grow your email list and, you know, drive revenue and stuff. It's like, I think it's kind of personal preference and then can it integrate with what you're already using is what it comes down to and make sure it has, you know, segmenting and, and, you know, kind of the standard features these days for um, email marketing. I do have a question for Tim, um, in regards to MailChimp, and it has to do with sequencing and stuff. I know GetResponse in regards to email sequencing, once you build the audience, you're going to want to market to them probably through sequences. You know, when someone comes in, you know, through a freebie, you know, you send out a sequence of emails to them, day one, day three, day five, whatever it is, to try to put them in your funnel and go. I know GetResponse is drag and drop, real intuitive. I mean, you can like, drag the lines. And I love that about get response in regards to the sequencing. So if you want to tie it to multiple different things, you can just by literally dragging and dropping and stuff is MailChimp's sequencing that intuitive as well, or. Um, it's definitely visual where you can kind of see, you know, when you have an automation sequence set up, right. you can kind of see, you know, uh, one after another, what comes next. And then, um, you know, the, the, uh, the options for, you know, whether or not it sends and stuff. Um, it's probably not as, uh, robust as, as get response and what you can do. Um, I don't know. I haven't really pushed it to its limits. The, the sequencing that I've done are, you know, pretty simple. Basically, if someone's not a paid customer yet, they go through an automated sequence that sends them emails and stuff. And the only thing that ends that sequence is if they become a paid customer kind of thing. Um, so I haven't really done like all the crazy complicated, uh, types of sequencing. Um, but for me, it, it it was intuitive. It made sense. Um, and yeah, I I didn't have any issues trying to figure out what was going on. It was, it was very straightforward. So you have to set the conditional logic that you want set in the email with MailChimp and I'll kind of see if I can visually describe get response. So basically you got your, your email, you know, somebody comes into your, your funnel your list and they get a email that goes out to them. And then once that email, there's a small line that goes down to another email, you know, day two, 24 hours later, send them this email. And then another line will get response gives you the ability to take that line and pull it over here to a new sequence and create all these different things. Like a and, thread. Yeah. Instead of even having to, you know, manually type out, you know, if this, then that do this over here. Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty awesome. I do really like that aspect of it. I was just curious because who knows? I may, we may go back to MailChimp, right, Corey? No. <laughs> Corey's like, I like my kids. I don't want to have to give them up to afford MailChimp. Again. Well, here's what, 
Here's what I like to do. I have to migrate everything. The show is about, you know, the topic today is about how to grow your audience. Um, So let's talk about some, we've talked about freebies and stuff and um, a little bit on content marketing. Is there some specific things that we can share with the audience to um, help them begin to grow their audience to their website? Yeah, I think we could probably unpack content marketing a little bit more and explain, you know, kind of the idea behind it and, and everything. Um, you want to go that direction? Yeah, that's a good place to start. Absolutely. I know so, that everybody here blogs, so go ahead, Tim. Yeah. Um, basically, con- the idea behind content marketing is writing content and, and I guess content marketing, inbound marketing, they're kind of synonymous where rather than you're always doing paid ads, you know, d- doing outbound marketing and sales efforts and everything inbound marketing and content marketing is you create valuable content that gets people coming to you and into your, your funnel. And so a big part of that is blogging and uh, getting organic search traffic. And um, kind of the best way to do that is picking topics that relate to your audience uh, so obviously that comes down to knowing who your audience is and, and the types of, of people and what they care about, what they value, and then writing blog posts around those things. And then as people type in different search terms into Google, they're going to come across your articles and into your your world and potentially, you know, your your funnel if they're going to get a freebie and, and whatnot. Um, and so, I mean, that's kind of a very simplified uh, explanation. But yeah, it comes down to not just knowing your audience and knowing what they care about, but even um, a step further is keyword research. Okay, well, what is your audience actually searching for? And let's create articles about stuff that they're already searching for. And then, you know, if they can come across, come across our blog posts. Those are great points. I've got a lot of things that I want to say, but I don't want to hog the episode. So I'll give somebody else an opportunity to jump in. One of the methods I've seen about uh, with content marketing is uh, comparing products with others that are similar well. And I do it in an informational way so that you educate those buyers out there. And something like that may also drive a lot of traffic to your site as people are looking for those comparisons. Absolutely. Um, I want to, as, as Tim and Tammy were both talking Lots of things were coming into my mind because I, I totally agree. Content marketing's Tim mentioned something that's very key, which is knowing your audience. And once you know your audience, then you can start to prepare. Well, well you know, how, how, what are some of the ways that you can find out who your audience is, what they enjoy reading? Well, obviously, it's your analytics, understanding your Google Analytics, um, you know, you're, you know, a few years ago when I first met Nick Roach and we were in Orange County, Orange County, California at the WordCamp in 2016 and we were sitting at the table and he told me, he said, David, he said, your content should be, your analytics should be dictating your content on your website. And at the time I had no idea really, truly what he meant by that statement. And I totally understand it today because if you look at our, at your analytics, your Google analytics, and you see what your most visited content is on your site, that's your, that's your audience. That's what they care about. That's what they're coming back to your site over and over for is those types of content. So if it's 
Divi tutorials, for example, and you're getting a lot of traffic through that, you're probably going to want to continue doing Divi tutorials. Well, what can you do to help nurture that aspect of it? You can use some tools like Ahrefs. You can, you can even use Google's Keyword Planner and stuff to where you can go out and start really digging into your um, content marketing strategy where you can start seeing how much something is searched for a month and, and start writing content around that. So for example, if, um, you know, Divi child themes is searched for 10,000 times a month, you might want to write some content around Divi child themes and you start to utilize these tools to kind of help strategize and plan your, your content marketing strategy and stuff. And it's really, really powerful. There's a whole lot of awesome stuff out there. The problem is, is that, it's a lot of work to do all of that stuff. I mean, it is an immense amount of work to have to do all of that, you know, analyzation, looking at it, planning, strategizing, writing, you know, blasting it out on social media, doing all the things that you got to do. But is it worth it would be my first question. I can, I can tell you 1000% it's been well worth it for all of us. Um, you know, with, with, with taking the time to learn and kind of dissect that stuff. So I feel like I'm going down the rabbit hole in the content <laughs> marketing. Uh, oh, yeah. Go. Well, well uh, um, piggybacking on that, David, and I think, I think something that we've been doing great that you've kind of led the charge on is um, front loading content based on your, your future plan. So, um, you know, let, let's say you're planning to release a child theme for cats and it's about cats. <laughs> for cat child theme coming in like, who wasn't looking for cat child themes right <laughs> um so so before that so let, let's say it's in development and you're not going to be able to launch it maybe for two months because it's going to be very robust you're going to put all these features into it at, at that time you, you can start front loading your content and start blogging about hey here's the top child themes for cats and and you know here are the most important th- like the best plugins for you know, cats Cat and, child and, themes. Yeah. I mean, Get it right, man. <laughs> so, so front loading that content and just thinking forward of like your future direction and growing your, your audience and getting people, you know, coming to your site, looking, looking uh, to you as an authority in that area um, is something that you need to think about as well. So, um, you know, not only is it what people are searching for, you know, so maybe you, you do write a little bit about what people are searching for, but then, Maybe you make a plan on a product based on that as well. Um, you're filling people's needs. It is important to start getting that SEO juice and front-loading that content. So when you do launch the product, you're a uh, authority according to not only the search engines, but also to your audience in that area. So I, I think that's, a, that's kind of a good direction that we've been moving. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't done that exact thing. Um, I kind of did um, slightly the the opposite strategy well not the opposite it's uh where i basically i created like for example the the divi um promo uh promo bar tutorial that i created with the generator and everything at that point i didn't have plans to create divi bars with a um you know drop drop down promo bar and everything but the tutorial on the generator were so popular and people were asking questions like oh it'd be great if you could do this and add this and then this so that kind of 
uh, you know, very quickly was like, all right, well then I'm going to create, you know, a premium version of this and make it a plugin and, and, and all of that. Um, and so I kind of let the tutorial dictate the, the product. Um, so not exactly really related to what we're talking about, but it made me, <laughs> made me think about that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Front, front loading, front loading the content is uh, a good strategy. Uh, I would highly recommend you to get into a keyword search tool, find out, make sure there's some search volume around the content that you're producing. So if, uh, you know, I want to write some, I'm going to go with the cat child theme here, Corey. I'm going to keep your, keep your theme going. If you want to write content about shaving cats heads, you know, and there's only 10 searches a month, it's probably not going to benefit you very much, but uh, you know, how to, you know, do something amazing with your cat child theme might have a thousand searches a month. So do some research and stuff. And if you're looking for, uh, David mentioned, uh, hrefs, uh, which is awesome, but it is a, a premium tool. Um, a good one that is, um, free and it's kind of fun to use too. It's just an interesting tool. It's called answer the public.com. And basically it hooks into Google's, um, search autocomplete search API. And cause if you've ever searched for something like how to, uh, design, you know, then it's going to autocomplete, like how to design a website, how to design a house, how to design whatever. Um, and that's based off of the most common things that people search for. And so you could actually use that as a, a, uh, <laughs> a very simplified keyword research tool, but answer the public kind of takes that concept and you can put in a topic and then it's going to show you all the different questions and things that people type in. Um, and it pulls that data from, from Google itself, which is pretty cool. And it's free. So, uh, definitely a, a great place to, to start doing keyword research. Awesome. You know, I've, I've never even heard of that tool before. Tim, you've been holding out on me. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I heard about it from, uh, from Neil Patel on his podcast. So, which you listen to that podcast too. So I just assumed you knew about it, David. <laughs> Well, I don't listen to it as religiously as I did. I um, I do find a lot of value in the podcast, but I must have missed that episode. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so where should we go next? Well, I think Talk we to- kind of un- unfolded the content marketing stuff. I think that's really good. I think um, why don't we unfold, dig a little bit deeper into um, user acquisition with giveaways and stuff, you know, kind of talk about what you can do there and stuff. Like, obviously, we're in the Divi community. We develop Divi products. We've all got Divi child themes. And, you know, that's layouts and stuff is kind of our thing. You know, it's it's easier for us to do and stuff. Um, so why don't we kind of unfold thoughts on gaining users with um, – you know, freebies and stuff, different types of freebies. Yeah. I think a common thought that goes through someone's head when they're new at like uh, building an audience, content marketing, that sort of thing is, um, you know, the hesitation to give away something that takes a lot of time and effort. You're like, well, I could just sell this and, you know, make money from it. Like, why would I give it away for free? You know, but I think once you kind of get past that and you kind of see, you know, you get to the other side of the tunnel, you realize the value in it. And so you can't be afraid to, to give away like, 
uh, you know, some of your best stuff. Um, you know, it's, you don't want to, you know, create like a really, uh, crappy, uh, layout or, or child thing, for example, and, and, you know, talking about our audience here in Divi, um, and give that away for free. I'm like, oh, well, it's free. It doesn't have to be good. No, no. You want to like make a really like kick butt child thing <clears throat> layout that looks awesome that like people actually want to give away their email address in exchange um, because you just became, you just gained a loyal fan in that process because you gave them something valuable for free that normally they'd have to pay for. Um, so I think that's a, a kind of a good place to start when you're trying to figure out what the freebie is. It's obviously it's going to be different for every industry and every niche and, um, you know, depending on who your audience is and the stuff they care about. But I think a good principle is don't be afraid to like, you know, spend a lot of time and resources and potentially money creating something valuable because long-term you're going to build, you know, a huge audience that you'll be able to, you know, sell to multiple times over. Yeah. Here's, here's a real important thing for giving away free products that I I've seen a lot of people overlook. And if you input an email address and you're expecting to collect email addresses, make it double opt-in. I've seen yes. a lot of websites where they're like, give us your email address. And you just, you can put in, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with the cat theme. Yeah, uh, Corey, Corey at catchildthemes.com. <laughs> and, like, and then you get like an auto download, right? So people, people like, th- I, I've seen this because we've given away a lot of free stuff, but they try to, they try to give you like fake email addresses. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so they'll, put in, they'll just put in like some fake email address and there's no way to like actually confirm that it's theirs. But if you do yeah. a double opt-in, um, let's say you, you have a free child theme giveaway and they put in their email address, they have to receive a link and they have to click that link in order to receive the child theme. So that, that's a pretty important step. I've probably seen like 50% of the people like overlook for whatever reason, but yeah, mind. no, yeah, that's a really good point. I use, I use gravity forms for a lot of like giveaway type stuff. Um, and so Gravity Forms, I, I just create a, a simple subscribe subscribe form, connect it to MailChimp, and then the Gravity Form notification email gets sent to the customer customer with the link, you know, with their download. And so the only way to get that is if they give you a legitimate email to get. And so um, it has kind of the double opt in built in, with like like you're talking about, Corey. But yeah, that's a really good. Yeah, point. I, I know on EDD there's a uh, like free downloads um, plugin. And, um, basically like any, any download that you have that has a pricing point of zero, it will, unless you opted out of that, it'll pop up a modal and they put in their name, email address, and it has all that kind of built in functionality right there to where, to where it will require the double opt in and kind of take care of that functionality for you. It's it's pretty handy. Yeah. I, I actually, I was looking at that and, um, for the, the, the child theme I, I released a couple of weeks ago to give away and I ended up not using it because for some reason it didn't work with the auto register. And so it was, it, it yeah, there was some uh, bug or whatever. So I ended up just using Divi overlays with gravity forms to do okay. it. Yeah. I, I'd say, I'd say probably the primary, the primary reason we use it is because we developed that uh, tagging capability within our um, downloads. So if it's an actual download and they use that, it'll, go to our email list, automatically be tagged, and it ties in with our other process, so. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a good way to use freebies is also to uh, combine it with content marketing. So for instance, if you did do a free child thing to give away, if you can have a series of documentation, teach people how to use it, especially uh, people who are new to Divi, will be a good way to engage the audience and uh, grow it. 
Absolutely. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. I wish we had time to do more of that because I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that um, talked about it for a couple of months actually, but you know, creating a, some type of documentation slash course engagement video walkthroughs on, on how to use your products, not just install them. Everybody does the install, but actually take your product, show them how to use it. So if you have a restaurant theme, you know, show them how to set up a pizza shop, how a pizza shop might set up this, this, this child theme or how a um, seafood restaurant may set up this child theme and stuff. So yeah. Elegant uh, themes does a good job with that, with their, their free layouts. Yeah. I, I think that's a huge, uh, of course, where it all takes people and bandwidth and you know, there's only so many hours in the day and we're all pretty small companies. A lot of us solopreneurs. So, um, you know, just do the best you can. Don't, uh, <laughs> you know, don't worry about it if you can't do everything that we're talking about and stuff. Uh, baby steps, baby steps over time. Well, we've about come close to an hour. Is there anything else that we want to cover? Or do we want to start parting thoughts? Sounds like we're starting parting thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to figure haven't out had, part. haven't had many questions in the, uh, in the chat, so. Yeah. We, we must be just doing perfectly and answering everything. Yeah. Does, um, does anybody want to start with parting thoughts on how to grow your audience for e-commerce websites? I'll start. Awesome. A lot, we get a lot of information today and it can be overwhelming. Uh, like you mentioned, a lot of us are solopreneurs or uh, even in the process of actually growing, you just don't have time for everything. But I suggest that if you are starting an e-commerce, just take your time and uh, what you're doing and try not to get too overwhelmed. Uh, I think if you move a little slower, you, you'll have a more chance to study what's taking place, figure out what works for you. Awesome. Great points, Tammy. Who wants to go next? Not it. Go next. <laughs> Gory. Tim. Tim. Nope. Um, Gory. Yeah, just kind of reiterate a, a point I had earlier. Um, you know, sometimes you might have a great idea and you might think it will work best as a, as a premium uh, platform or, or product. But sometimes long term that, you know, those will end up being your best lead acquisition tools. You know, I mean, we could have used our demo zone as a, a premium platform. We could have used uh, the child theme generator as, as a premium thing. But Long-term, just look at the benefit of that email acquisition. Just because it's a great idea and you think there's value in it doesn't mean that it has to be paid value. There is value to there is value there to giving uh, things away for free and uh, gaining people's trust and getting a long-term uh, customer from that. That's awesome. Thought. Super points. Yeah. So my final thought would be just, I guess, encouraging to people to go through the effort and, and time and, and uh, expense of building an audience and building a brand uh, because, you know, it can be tempting to kind of take shortcuts and just, you know, ah, paid ads and that's it, you know, and um, not, you know, do the content marketing and the email marketing and nurturing that list and all that. Cause it is a lot of time and effort um, and it is expensive and um, you know, doesn't happen overnight, but the long-term benefits are so much greater. People want to buy from people that they feel like they know and trust and so conveying that trust and, and credibility uh, and value doesn't happen, you know, overnight. Like, yeah, you might like have a really cool, unique 
uh, product that's like cheap enough that like people you can just direct them to a, a paid or a, um, a landing page through paid ads and like you'll be able to get some sales and that might work and stuff but um, you know long term like building a, a brand of excited customers um, that look forward to what you're going to release next is uh, definitely um, more beneficial awesome I guess if I'm I'm gonna my parting thoughts would be um you know if you have start getting users you know if you have any any notion that you're going to create products one day or you're going to sell anything online um you know start building your audience and stuff now i'm talking outside of web development and stuff so if you're if you're going to do web development services and you want to offer and that's your main focus and you're not going to productize in any shape, form, or fashion, I would highly encourage you to go the content marketing route. Start building valuable content around web design services, especially if you're local. Make them very niche to your local area. Um, that's going to pay off for you big time. If you plan on productizing, um, you know, child themes, plugins, any WordPress products, or even local productizing start doing some giveaways and some free giveaways and stuff like that become a a good valuable resource and um and start collecting email addresses and stuff and it's going to benefit you so uh there's so much that we could talk about that we're not talking about but like tammy said we don't i don't really want to overwhelm you um you know baby steps you know do the best that you can don't compare yourself to everybody else um, you know, reach out, ask, ask advice, get help and stuff. So great episode guys. So glad to be back here. And last time you're going to see this backdrop for a while, probably. <laughs> can't wait to see the new one. Can't wait to see it. Me too. Me too. Uh, I can't wait to see what I make it look like. Probably a white wall. So, all right. And, uh, speak of user acquisition, hit the subscribe button on this video down below. If you're, stumbled across us by accident we would love it head on over to our facebook page you iTunes, know. subscribe there like yeah subscribe on itunes and uh head on over to divi.chat and sign up for our email list we never send out emails on divi.chat but we might in the future because i don't, I don't even know if i'm subscribed to it <laughs> yeah. we, and, we need to start these, taking our own episodes advice are, these episodes are free we won't charge you for them that's right. So, all right. Well, next week we've got another fantastic topic and next week's topic is the best and worst web design jobs. Um, you know, sounds like a fun one. So some stories to tell tune in next week. If you want to hear all about that, we'll see you next week. Everybody take care. Adios. Take care. Bye-bye. Stole your line, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> Bye everybody. Still send it in.